0: Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode. It is me, Lee. It is Nelson. Here for another great episode, man. So, what's up, man? You good?
1: I'm great, brother. How about yourself?
0: I can't complain, man. I can't complain. So, Let's get into this debate, man. Um, We have an interesting talk for today, man. We, We had an episode about Mount Rushmore's. So, that's basically like the goat of goats when you're talking about sports and basketball and everything. You know, go back and watch the episode see what we talked about there. So, today we get into a a different debate when it comes around a goat topic. Um, A lot of people tend to kind of discredit goats, you know, sometimes. And I I think that they just be like, you know, um, goats are just kind of just there. You know what I mean? It's just. They just—it's easy for them because they were born that way. You know, it's just—it's in the genes, as people say. Like Steph Curry, he got it from his dad. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan—he was just—he's just born that way. He—he he can't help but be great. LeBron is great because his mom and dad came together, and the genetics just happened to make this this mutation of a of a basketball player. You know, mm. it's just—that's one side of the debate. then you got the other half of people who are like, "Well, no, man, you work—you work for it." You know what I mean? It's—it's yeah, God-given, but you got to pull up something behind it. And so today we're gonna to sell this debate and uh get into it, man, about how gene I mean how goats are created. What what makes a goat a goat? Is it is it the mutation of the genes in the mom and daddy pool of genetics coming together to birth these goats, or is it them being in lab working the craft of uh, the goatness that they have? So where do you lie on this side of the base, man? Is it is it genetics or is it you know? A little bit, give them some more credit. Whether it's skill or is it genetics?
1: Um, I can't lie. I lean more towards the genetic side of it because <clears throat> me personally, I feel like um genetics number one. Genetics has a lot to do with you know being an athlete in general. Just because you know if your mom and dad are athletes or or at least one of them or if athlete, being an athlete runs in your family, you have athletic genes just naturally, you know what I'm saying? So, we all know somebody that just, like, came out the womb with a football or a basketball, like, always been, a, like, a few years ahead of his peers or his or her peers. Like, we all know that guy that was just way more athletic than everybody else, you know? When y'all was growing up, y'all was in the park playing, and this man, you know, was the only one who could shoot for half court, and the rest of y'all couldn't make it to the rim, like... <laughs> You know, stuff like that. So I feel like genetics has the most to do with it. And so when we talk about creating like a GOAT, like we talking about the best of the best, like not just a good athlete, not just a good basketball player or football player or baseball player, or whatever. If we're talking about the GOATs of of whatever sport and, and athletics, I feel I lean way more towards the genetic side. And I'll tell you why. Because the guys, the best of the best. Let me not even say, like, I feel like it's God-given. Like, let me say that. Like, it comes from above. The uh, Like, the, the th- things we don't understand. Supernatural supernatural powers are giving us the, the goats that we know today. And this is why I believe that. The best of the best that we know didn't have no, like, their parents, nine times out of ten, weren't even, like, good at the sport that they play. Like, Michael Jordan, dad wasn't a great basketball player. Dad was not in the NBA, none of that. Mom neither. Tiger Woods, dad played golf, was not a, a pro, like, all-time golfer, not like that. Serena Williams, dad ain't play a lick of tennis. Ain't play a lick of tennis. Learn everything he needed to learn to teach his daughters how to play tennis. Taught Venus first. Who was the older sister. And then, like, you know, Serena was ingratiated into her. She wanted to play too. And so, she came behind Venus. So, she had the blueprint laid out in front of her. But parents ain't have nothing to do. Like, I mean, they taught her obviously, but they didn't play a lick of tennis. She born good at it. Born with it. LeBron James, mama don't play no sports. We don't know who his father is. He doesn't know his father. You know, but I'm pretty sure we we would know if his dad was like a big-time NBA player or even if he was in the NBA at all when they when LeBron James was born. The best of the best of the best parents ain't never been – they are never great players. Steph Curry, we can call him the GOAT of shooting. His dad was an NBA player. He was a good shooter, great shooter. Nobody ever said, man, Dale Curry was the best bas- shooter to ever live. No one has ever said that. No one has ever said Dale Curry shoot better than Ray Allen or Reggie Miller or uh, shoot Kyle Corver. Guys like that. Nobody's ever said that. It's just, you know, he was a great shooter, but still come along naturally, naturally a great shooter. Like, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, it didn't take no – like there was – I'm not saying that they didn't train or work at it or nothing, because obviously you have to cultivate your talent to make it into something. But I feel like the GOATs of of every sport, that ain't nothing but the Lord. Like, the Lord was like, oh, Michael Jordan finna retire? All right, it's time to drop LeBron in there. Like, like, I feel like it's a plan. God said, if we we made LeBron born in 1989 – (laughs) <laughs> he should be coming out of high school Right in 2003 Michael Jordan retired 2002 it would be right on time <laughs> I feel like there was a plan So that's kind of how I see it You know but What you think man which way you, you lean When we talk about this
0: I'm a trainer bro so you know I'm rocking With the skill it's developed and cultivated Man so
1: I think you actually
0: made I think you made an argument against yourself Honestly so you said how Jordan uh I think I, I believe everything is God given you know what I mean? There is a level of that, but for it to be not genetics, like you think Jordan had this joke, he was on David Letterman one day, and he was like, uh, my mom was like 5'4, my dad is 5'10, I came out 6'6. Six six. I think my mom was sleeping with the uh, milkman or something because it don't make sense how you know what I mean, it's just they ain't making sense. And so uh, for him to be born of parents who don't have the genetics of a great NBA player, for Serena and Venus to come from a genetics of parents who don't have the tennis acumen, same thing for Tiger. Um, there's something to be said about coming from that background and still developing to become the GOATs that they are. So genetics-wise, what you're born into – says you should not be doing what you're doing. Like you said, LeBron, we don't even know who his dad is. I don't don't even know if he knows who his dad is. No disrespect or nothing, but it's just the situation that he has. Mm. And so, when you look at how genetics are played, Steph Curry could probably be the genetics guy of, oh, his dad was a great shooter, so of course he's a great shooter too. Look at him and his brother are great shooters, so of course they're great shooters. But shooting isn't a gene. Shooting is a skill. Like... Golf is a very – I was talking to the guy who knows a lot about golf. He was saying how it's a very technical sport and how so much stuff around it changes. And, like, you have to play around the landscape. You have to beat your competitors. You have to play against yourself. You have to play against the elements. All the things that go against you in the golf. It's a very technical sport. You have to know which club to use, the the conditions of the court. You know, if it's rolling – the greens, rolling fast, rolling slow, the fairways, all this stuff. You can't be born with that. Tennis is you have to play on clay, you have to play on uh turf, you have to play on grass, and then you can play on some other type of uh surface too. You're not born with the differences of that, you know what I mean? like to play basketball, you know how hard it is to play basketball, bro. Like, that's not genetics, and I think that there's a high level of skill that goes into it that you're just not born with. So, in my opinion, I feel like it's really more skill than it's genetics. Yes, genetics play a role into it because for Steph Curry, for example you're born into a situation that cultivates skills a little bit easier for you. Mm. Like, um uh, like Kobe, right? His dad played in the league. So he's going to be around hoopers at a high level, a lot more than both of us are combined. Steph Curry is a, around NBA plays his whole life, his whole career. So his environment cultivated him. Almost forced him in, in a certain way to be great. Like you, you, you know, you don't have any option but to be a basketball player when you're around this 24-7 like he was. So genetics play a role as far as your environment, I think so, but less of like what you come out to be. Because if that's the case, Michael Jordan kids should have been GOATs too, at least great NBA players. They stepped out in college, you feel me? So you can't just point to genetics and be like, oh, that's why they're great. Because that's the case, uh, Bronny and – um What's the other dude name? That's the one I actually like. Bryce. So, Brian, Bryce. I actually Bryce. like Bryce. So that's case, Bronny and Bryce should be goaded too. That means Kobe's kids should have been goaded too. So that means uh, Steph Curry's kids should be goaded too. So I, I, I can't say genetics are the reason why goats are the goats. They play a role in it, yes, but I believe the skill plays a way bigger advantage to it or a bigger portion to it than genetics do.
1: I, I, I get that. Because like that makes sense. That's a good that's a good point. That if genetics was the main reason, Michael Jordan kids should have been the next like big thing. Same thing for Bronny and Bryce, who are great basketball players, but you know, they should be like the next big thing. Like you so like it should be a continuation thing. It's not always it. That's not always it. But let me tell you a story from you know when I was in high school. You no, know, I always got a story on every episode. So <clears throat> when I was in high school play with this guy I ain't gonna say his name because I don't want him to feel oh no embarrassed or anything. But a good uh, he was a buddy of mine played basketball with me. Uh good he was a good dude like somebody who really loved and enjoyed the game of basketball. <clears throat> we was in the same grade and all that so we came up together <clears throat> but thing about it was he himself was just not that good like mm-hmm. And that was that's just being real. he was just not that good. And I remember in high school, uh, he tried out, obviously. And then um uh, ninth grade, and all I don't think, actually I don't think he tried out in ninth grade. I think he didn't try out till 10th grade. So in 10th grade, he tried out. He used to play pickup all the time outside, like where we play pickup at. He used to play pickup with us all the time and stuff, you know, street ball. So then 10th grade side tried to try for the team. Trials come, he in 10th grade, and uh, the coach at that time, Coach Allen, he made a ninth-grade team when he came. That was one of his, like, first, like, big things, like, big changes. Like, I want y'all to have a ninth-grade team so, like, y'all can get experience early. Ninth-grade team, JV team, varsity. And so he tried out. (laughs) He liked him enough to keep him, so he put him on JV. But he also wanted him to play on the ninth-grade team. He said, I want you to play with the ninth-graders. Because you ain't never play, you know, regulation basketball for whatever. This gets you a little more experience, a little more to, you know, learn. So he played ninth grade team. Which to a lot of people, a lot of people might have took offense to that. Like, I'm in 10th grade. You got me playing ninth grade team. Why do not I just play JV, you know? But he like, hey, if you think I need to do it, I'll, I'll do it. You know, whatever. He was not tripping. He was not offended, nothing. He took He He's like, yeah, I bet. I'll do it. And so I remember before the game, before the first ninth grade game, I'm watching but I was on varsity in the 10th grade. So uh, I'm watching, and uh, he said, you got any, like, last-minute advice before we play, bro? I said, you're going to mess up. Like, I'm going to tell you now, you're going to mess up. You're going to make some mistakes. But don't let that mistake you made, don't linger on that. Just know that it was a mistake. You know, you, you messed this up. You turned it over right here. You did this. You did that. Don't be hard on yourself. Just keep playing. It's on to the next play." And he was like, all right, bet. Appreciate it. It's like, yeah, no problem, bro. He go out there. He playing. Had a bad turnover. He, like, tried to, you know, throw an assist. Somebody went out of bounds. He mad. He started, hey, bro, why'd I do that? Like, I can see him, like, hot. Like, he mad at himself. No, he missed up. I so I just told this man. Like, you going to miss. up? I just told him. I can see it. So, anyway, fast forward to 11th grade. He tried again. Coach still, like, he loved him because he worked so hard. He worked so hard, B. Like, he one of them guys. he do anything. He'll, he'll run through a wall for you, for the team, for the coach. If the coach said, hey, I need you to run through this brick wall or we're going to lose the game, he going to shoulder first. Like, he going. That's him. That's, that's, how, that's the kind of guy he was. So 11th grade, he tried out. Now you're in 11th grade. You can't really play JV. or you're not really supposed to play JV in 11th grade. This supposed to be time. You're supposed to be moving to varsity. But he's not good enough. He's better, but he still ain't good enough. So coach is like, I'm going to keep him. I'm going to put him on JV again. Hopefully he'll be, be good enough about before the year over with the move to varsity. So, But he was on JV as an 11th grader. Played the whole season on JV. Never was good enough. We Like, he just never looked good enough to move up. Because, you know, if you're playing JV in 11th grade, you're supposed to be the guy. You're supposed to, you're, you should be killing But he wasn't. Like, he just wasn't good enough. So fast forward to senior year. I remember in the summertime, I was thinking about him. I was like, man, like, like he can't play JV as a senior. It's literally against the rules, like, for him to be on JV as a senior. I'm like, man, is he going to be good enough to play varsity? I remember he used to be outside at a little outside court, like, by himself, working on stuff. You can see him doing, like, dribble moves and shooting and stuff. One time I rolled by. I was in my mama car. I rolled by. He was out there in the rain by himself in the rain. He that just. But he he wanted to be better so bad. But you know what ended up happening? To me. Our senior came, and he was not there on the first day of school. And I asked somebody like, "What happened to so?" So I I I just realized he ain't here. They said, "Oh yeah, he changed school." I said, "For real?" he said, "Yeah, his folks end up moving, so now he go to school. He know to go, he go to such and such school." I was like, for real? He, yeah. he go down there. It's a little, it's a little small high school. He go down there, he's starring varsity out the gate. So like out the gate, starring varsity. Like he they best shooter, all that. I was like, hey man, that ain't nothing but God, boy. That ain't nothing but the Lord be <laughs> Because this boy was not gonna play with us. He was not gonna play. And my, I know my coach was not gonna want to have to cut him. Like, oh uh, man, like you can you can mean team. you're gonna put a dude that played ninth grade team in the 10th grade and JV in the 11th grade. And then now you try to say, Yeah, you're gonna cut him. Like that was gonna be heartbreaking. But he ended up moving. Now he goes to a school that's a little less competition. And now he 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 was good. He was a good he was a good player there. He was a great player for them. And so this is my point. I say all that to say this. Sometimes hard work, and I, I, I hate that I had to say it this way. Sometimes hard work ain't enough to be who you who you think you should be all the time. Like, and what I'm saying by that is, I can work day and night, hours and hours and hours, three times a day, four three days, four days, whatever you want to do. I can drop out of school. I can do all this stuff and devote all my time to weights and basketball and running. That don't mean I'm going to wake up one day and be as good as LeBron James. Mm -hmm. And that's just being real. Can I be good? Yes. Can I be great? Yes. Can I be better than I am today? Of course. But will I ever be LeBron James? Will I ever be Giannis Antetokounmpo? Will I ever be Michael Jordan? If I work on shooting every day for the rest of my life, four times a day, hours, whatever, will I ever be Steph Curry? No. That's just not how it goes. And, like, that's why I say, like, when we talking about the best of the best, when we talking about GOATs, that's God-given. Like, that's God-given. Am I saying Steph Curry didn't work hours and hours on that shot? No, I ain't saying that. Am I saying LeBron ain't work hours and hours on his game? I ain't saying that. Same for Michael Jordan. Same for Serena Williams and Venus Williams. Same for Tiger Woods. Same for... Anybody else you want to call to go? Uh, Michael Phelps, same for um, Usain Bolt, all the other guys we named in the Mount Rushmore episode, all that those names we brought up. I'm not saying they don't work hard because obviously they do, of course. But the everyday person could put in the same work that they put in, could do the same workouts, have the same trainers, be in the same gyms. Whatever you want to say, that don't mean you're gonna be them. And as you're being real. That's just being real. And like, I'm not saying that to discourage nobody. Because at the end of the day, if you put the work in, you're going to be better than you was today. And I feel like that's the ultimate goal. It's you versus you at the end of the day. And every day I got to get up in the morning and say, am I better than I was yesterday? Or, at the end, or should I say, at the end of every night, I look in the mirror and i was like, am I better than I was yesterday? And I think I am. Most nights when I go to bed, I, I feel like I got better that day. If I did not I know that. And I take that personally, too. But the day I look in the mirror and be like, did I get closer to LeBron James today? Ah, Probably (laughs) not. Probably not. You know, just being real. So I feel like being the GOAT and the best of the best, that's something that's given to you. Not by your parents, necessarily. But that's something you're born with. You feel me? Let me say it like that. I feel like you're born with a lot of that. And then you got to meet it in the middle with your work and your preparation. If that makes
0: sense. So, of course, I don't disagree. There's there's mm. some very factual stuff that you said, but if we're putting a pie chart to this, I believe more of it does go to skill because mm. uh, let's go back to your boy. All right? So let's say no. Nah, I'm gonna go back to him. Let's let's oh, go back. To- <laughs> oh, I don't want
1: to go back there. <laughs> but
0: nah, it's, it's just like so. Okay, I'll use this example, right? So, we all been in high school to where um, football team, hooping, you know, after football season, they allowed to hoop, right? So, they come to the gym with us, and they're hooping. They're just like, you know, you, you can tell the difference between basketball players and football players. It's very, it's very obvious. And so, genetically, them boys jumping out the gym. Dudes, like, shorter than me, like 5'10", he playing safety or D back or something, and that dude almost dunking. Like, he's the fastest thing on the court, one of the best hops out there. He's ridiculous genetically. He's, he's that's you can't train for what he has. It's crazy, mm-hmm. like, for that, like, it's, it's crazy. But you see him on the court, it's like, ah, right, he, he look, he look off. You know, he can jump in it, he can run, but he just, this ain't for him, even on the football field. And that's supposed to be his environment. Even on the football field, it's like he just he just he seems wild, you know. He's just he's very athletic and he's good. He's he's so much faster. And you talk to him, do you train? Like, no, nah, not really. Do you do you work out for no? Nah. <coughs> Zion, Zion's a great example. He didn't mm. train that hard for the body that he has, right? Mm. Strictly genetics. But if it was strictly down to God giving stuff to why. We should be while well, goats are goats. Zion should be a goat. You know what I mean? Like, genetically, if you're talking about genetics as far as the physical makeup of people, he's top 10 of, of all time athletes across the globe. Like, what he what he's able to do genetically, ridiculous. He's up there with the LeBron's, he's up there with the Wilts, um uh, Shaqs, uh Bo Jacksons, like all of them guys. Like, you're talking about the Mount Rushmores of a physical athleticness of genetics he's probably Mm. on that board of what we're talking about here but nobody's having him as the discussion of the best player nobody's having a discussion of the the best players of all time because he's lacking something that we've all talked about and that's skill Jordan was one of the (coughs) most athletic guys hands down of his generation of that age still to this day he's probably still one of the most athletic guys but there's something that separated him which was skill, yes, guys mm-hmm. that can jump and run like Jordan. Not, not exactly on his level, but Clyde was pretty athletic. Clyde Just was pretty mm-hmm. athletic, he was fairly good. Sean Kemp was very athletic, a good athlete, God given stuff. Why is Barkley talked about as a better player than him? Why is Carl Long talking as a better player than him? It's 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 a gap there. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, the,
0: your your God-given stuff puts you in a certain category, puts you in a certain class. but What separates you is the skill. Tim Duncan is a GOAT. Athletically, trash. Nobody talks about him when talks about physical makeup. Like you don't look like he touched the weight room, bro. Like what are you doing? Right? Skill, Dirk. Oh my goodness, boy! You you, you play basketball? How you get it down the court? You're so slow. Probably the greatest shooting big man of all time. Like this, I'll take that back. The greatest shooting big man of all time. Like come on now. There like, you go. <laughs> skill. Like come on now. Skill. And so, especially when we're talking about skilled sport like basketball, there's something like the the physical aspect of god giving talent puts you ahead of certain people, but now there's a class that it puts you in. What separates you from that whole class of people is what you're able to separate from is the hard work. So your boy working hard, that's cool, but you're missing a few things in that in that ingredients to make you in that certain discussion. See, so yeah, you're working hard, you're training, it's all good, but like do you know how to train? Ah, that's that's another discussion. Yeah, you're working mm-hmm. out by yourself, but you're working on the right things. You're working on your hands, but you need to be a shooter. That's why you're not making a team. You ain't have to be a great ball handler. You have to be a great shooter. We need you at this, this threshold to fit what we need for the team. You know what I mean? A threshold because you're working on defense. and we I might be telling me, I don't care about defense. I want to run a gun. You feel me? So it's like, yeah, you can train and work your butt off, but are you smart enough to work on the right things? That's where training comes in. That's the right coaching comes in. But that's not this conversation. And so, yes, genetically you might be God-given with a lot of things, a lot of a lot of parts of what makes up you as a player. Tom Brady, from draft to now, two completely different people. Thanks. Physically, terrible. Like, bro, somebody get this man on a diet plan, get him on a a, a weight room program, so he can look like a, a quarterback in the NFL. But mentally, totally different. Peyton Manning, one of the smartest quarterbacks of all time. We all know that, bro. Like, he wasn't the most athletic guy given, like, besides his height, what else was he really given with? I don't know too much about football like that to really go in depth, but you can't you can't can't be guy given with that IQ for football. You feel me? So it's like God given stuff doesn't play a big role into it, but like the skill is more important because that's what separates you. Like, we got plenty of Michael Jordan athleticism type of guys. Like, we're talking about then Denwood, he said he's 6'6 with a whatever inch vert. That's 30 of them on each team in the NBA right now. But there's a reason why Jordan's still a GOAT is because the skill separated him, the mindset separating him. It wasn't just the God-given ability that he had. Yeah, he's 6'6 with a 40 vert. Cool. Clyde had the same thing. Got a pippen had the same thing. Like, genetically, he's not that superior to where it's just like, oh, nobody can touch him at all. It's just like, you can't touch him because he's skilled with that too. Mm. At some point, the, the physical part went down. So now with oh, let me get the failure, let me get my, my footwork right, let me get my shot better, let me get the mid-range, let me get the post game. So he had started to add all this stuff over time So now it makes sense. And it's like, oh, that's the reason why he's he's so great, because he's out thinking and more skilled than all you guys, you know. So I think goat discussions, like we said, talking about goats now. Yes, genetics play a big role. Yes, the guy given ability plays a big role into it. You know, but there's a reason why some people we want to put in that discussion, but we can't. Because man, you you mean you got all the tools. Man, why didn't you make it to college ball? Man, when you got all this stuff, why didn't you make it to to pro? Man, you could you could have got drafted. Yeah, you you know you you personally know plenty of guys who just are, are just as athletic, you probably more athletic than you. They ain't playing ball nowhere right now. For sure,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> you, you know what I mean. So it's like you mm. know, guys who probably seven foot, just just as athletic as you, but you're still playing college ball for some reason because you're more mm. skilled than they are. You know what I mean. So I'm not saying God giving stuff does not play a role, and that's very important. I I would never take God out of the equation, any of this stuff. But God <laughs> God gives you this is my last point It's like we always pray for uh it's funny somebody gave this message one day a long time ago he was like if, uh we prayed to god for let's say i prayed to god for a desk right i don't know why i'm thinking desk but that's like i got one right here so that's whatever what he'll do <laughs> is uh i got you wish. he'll give you he'll give you a tree he'll give you an axe and he'll give you the machines, whatever. He'll give you the book to learn how to do it. Uh, he'll give you the people around you know how to make a desk and shave it, the carpenter all this stuff, right? And we're looking at all this stuff crazy, like, bro. What do we I asked for mm. a desk? Like, what what is this? Like, what are we doing here, bro? Why am I getting why I got a hammer and sawbridge guy? Like, it's my hold on, bro. Am my phone working? Like, God, <laughs> hold on now. What's up, man? G, like, come on, bro. I asked for a desk. Like, Why am I? <laughs> <G>. <laughs> <laughs> why that's what I call it why are we sitting here with the tree and these tools and the carpenter you asked for this, right? I gave it to you, so yeah, God gives us all these things packaged up inside to it, but it's up to us to take this initiative to get all this stuff to put together. You feel me, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, God giving place a big role into it, but LeBron could have been LeBron could not be LeBron if he didn't put the work in. you feel me like. Yeah, people kiss their butts and stuff, but like he had to put the work in to earn certain stuff, like you know, you feel me. So um, yeah, you might have certain stuff put together for you, but you have to put the work in and separate the stuff and really take that next step to it. So when it comes to the GOATs, man, you could have been a, just a good player, a great <laughs> player. There's a reason why you're a goat because it's hard for you to win all these championships and get all these mm. stats and get all these accolades and awards without you being a certain level of skill. So That's why I just feel like the GOATs really come down to being more skilled than it is just genetics or God-given ability. So mental toughness is one of the biggest things that I know pretty much every coach preaches to the players. And also one of the biggest factors in a player's game is the mental toughness. So um, I know that a lot of coaches wish their players would be mentally tougher and they struggle with teaching them and understanding you know, mental toughness is to apply it to the game so to help you guys out i wrote a whole ebook breaking down what mental toughness is different factors that make up what mental toughness is and uh, different ways that you can apply it to your life and your game because it's a good blend of uh the player and the person of how both sides of you can grow in your mental toughness so i wrote the, i broke it down in an ebook the mental toughness playbook the whole ebook is about 50 pages a little less than 50 pages easy to read a simple breakdown of what mental toughness is, different factors and different areas in it that impact your mental toughness, and uh, how you can grow and develop in there. So, if you look interested in it, it's in the uh, description below. So, go ahead and look into uh hit that link, and invest into yourself by investing into your mindset and mental toughness. Because I personally believe that um, your your brain and your mind is so much powerful, then you give it credit. So, invest into your mindset and then your body will follow afterwards. So, in the us of this playbook. Get the ebook below. If you tune into it, thank you. I appreciate it. If not, it's fine. Get back to the rest of the episode. See you later.
1: What's a fair point? I like that. I like that analogy, man. <laughs> that story, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But <clears throat> you're right. It's definitely a meet in the middle kind of thing. Cause like, there's a reason you hear stories about like, um. Uh, you hear stories about Mike and how hard he worked and he's the hardest working guy on the team. And he get all the people for not working hard. You hear stories about Kobe. We all know the mama stories about being in the gym at this time, at that time, and being on people. Like, like why would I pass you the ball? I know you don't work hard, this and this and this, you know. And then um, uh, you know, there's stories about LeBron now that is like that, you know, Phil Handy was just like, man, oh, uh, he felt like Bron was phoning it in all season, like not playing hard. He's like, man, like this dude, he, he, he don't really want it for it. He, he ain't really got it, you know, because still been around Kobe. He's like, man, this dude, man, like he don't really want it for real. And then when the playoffs came and Bron got in that mode, he was like, hey, man, I owe you an apology. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. saying like, so there is a fair amount of work that go into it, obviously, like a huge amount of work, obviously, mm-hmm. So, like, like even with me, I can use me as an example. So, uh, another family uses the opportunity to shout out my guy, Carl Ivy. Carl Ivy is our grad assistant here at CSU, right? And also, our uh, volunteer assistant, my first year here named Stephen Peoples. When I first got here, I was trying to make that adjustment to being on this level, you know. I was struggling for a good little minute. And, you know, everywhere I've been, I've been a good player, obviously. High school, good player, all-county, all that, you know. Uh, Juco, you know, uh, my sophomore year, Juco, first-team all-conference, first-team first all-state, first, first all you know, all-conference, um, all that good stuff. Led the uh, league in blocks, led the league in rebounds, you know. So everywhere I've been up until this point, I've been a good player. Then I get here and I'm struggling, so – I'm trying to make that adjustment, obviously. So when I first get here, Coach Stephen Peoples kind of take me under his wing. He was like, "You need to start working out with Stephen, you know, on your own time, you know, getting the gym." Steve, so Coach Stephen nice enough to train me. He's like, "Man, we whatever we we'll work around your schedule, and we'll get it in." So we start working out at least 30 minutes a day before practice, at least 30 minutes, just fundamental stuff, jump hooks, miking shooting, stuff like that. Stuff to, you know, make sure I'm ready for my little opportunities to score. So, but that, while I was doing those workouts, I was playing better, working out like that every day, consistently. I played better consistently doing that. So then, after my f- first year here, Coach Steven got an opportunity to go to a different school. He takes it. Uh, happy for him, you know, good for him. Carl Ivey comes. He's the new grand assistant. Carl played here the year before I came, that was his last year playing here. And then now he comes back as the grad assistant coach. So me and Carl start working out. Me and Carl working out. And, uh, he like making me develop better post moves, better footwork, stuff like that, better moves. And my game take a big jump, goes up, double my stats, all that. And so that, that jump that I made training with Carl, I got a credit card for that because it's like, you know, I, I, I would not have been able to do it on my own. These, I was using the moves that he taught me. He, he was giving me – he was training me in spots and things like that, that that I would be in real game situations. Like, you're going to be here. Like, that would he – he would say stuff like that. Like, you gonna, you gonna, when we run this play, you're going to be here. So I'm giving you this so you know what to do. So you got something to go to when you're in this position. And then in games, I used to be I used to be in the do moves or whatever Someone where I'd be like, I'll go to him like, what you think I should have did? See, I think you should use your left or some stuff. It always be simple. It always be simple like that. But, you know, somebody watching the game see it better than you in the mm-hmm. game. But that's kind of that's kind of how we got to where we are now. And so now my game is on a whole nother level than it was a year ago. And I credit Carl today. It started with Steven. So I got to give him his credit, too. But I credit Carl the most for that because you know, he put me in position to be ready for when my name was called. And it was. And now I'm, I'm, the, I'm one of the guys we look to in certain scenarios. And so I'll be the first one to tell you. Hard work means something. Training means something. Skill development means something. Because I got all that. Like, I, got, I work hard. I had to develop my skills with somebody. I had to I had to train every day. Like, by myself. Like, me and him, just me and him, no team stuff. Like, me and him, we doing team stuff, but it's got to be me and him, too, because I need the extra. So, that, that I never discredit that. So, shout out to Carl and Steven for that. But I I just know, like, the things that LeBron James and worked for, I just know he was born with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know Michael Jordan born with the stuff he's doing. You know, and he just had to work to make sure it got to where he where he could be. He got he maximized his potential, and I feel like that's all that is. What well, was God given gets you this far, but to maximize, you got to work for the rest of the way. You know, you you got to push the needle. It's on you to make it as far as you want to make it, and so. I think that's all it comes down to is where it's where those two things meet in the middle. Like when people say look is hard is where hard work meets opportunity. I mean preparation meets opportunity. I feel like it's just like that. It's like where hard work meets that 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 God given ability, that's when you get a goat. That's where you get a Mike. That's where you get a Kobe. That's where you get a bronze. That's where you get a stealth. Where hard work meets that uh that God given ability, that God given talent. So for you to press for you to maximize your potential, push it to the max, to get everything you can get out of it. And so, that's just how I see it. Like, I just don't think people, like, like I said, like, ain't no skill development in the world to turn somebody into stealth career. You gotta be born with half of it, at least, at least half. And like you said, we put a pie chart up, man, I feel like that God-given ability leaning towards that 60, 70 range. That hard work in that 35-40 range, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I had to make my own pie chart. Because like I said, like, I had homeboy in high school work way harder than me. I'd be the first to tell you. Granted, he went 6-7, you know, he that he can't help that. But he was talking to be somebody point guard, and he worked way harder than me. I'd be the first to tell you. I'd never say I outworked him, never. I worked in my own way. I worked hard, but him, nah, he worked way harder than me. Hmm. But he, there, like, the work he put in wasn't enough to push him ahead of me and talent and his skill and all that. Like, he never passed me. You know what I'm saying? But the work he did did make him better. But. I was born with more. And that's that's not unfortunate. That's I I want to say I was gonna say that's unfortunate, but it's not unfortunate, it's just how it shook out. You know what I'm saying? He was born with things I don't have, obviously, but we ain't gonna get into all that. I was born with more in the, the realm of basketball, like just given to me by the Lord, above. you know, and then I worked to cultivate the rest of it. So, you know, I'm trying to maximize my potential, be the best Nelson I can be. And so I just feel like that is it, more of that comes from something that we they ain't have nothing to do with us. Mm. That's how I, That's how I put it. A lot of the what we what I have when we talking about basketball, it ain't have nothing to do with me. You know, I came into this world and I had it. And so that's just what I see.
0: You, you uh, remind me of the Jay Z quote. He was interviewed one time and he was saying how. Um... We're all born with a certain level of genius. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We all have a genius within us with with something. You know what I mean? Like LeBron's genes obviously is basketball. Kobe's genes is in basketball. Serena's is in tennis. Tigers in golf. Michael Phelps was in swimming. And uh Tyson's was in, in boxing. You know what I mean? We all, we all have yeah. a certain level of genes within us in different areas. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's just up to us to tap into that genius, right? So God put a GOAT level of greatness inside of everybody. But it's up to me to tap into whatever that is. So specifically speaking, basketball I ain't going to go too broad into this to keep it, you know, narrow than what we're talking about. So let's say 50 basketball players, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He put in each of them 50 guys a GOAT level of basketball talent. And he got a whole hall of fame goat level career inside each of these 50 guys but there's a reason why we only really have about two to five guys in the conversation of who's the goat there's a reason why Mm -hmm. 50 guys had that seed tapped into them of being the goat it could have been a guy better than jordan people talk about how Lynn bias could have been better than jordan people talk about how uh the big o was better than jordan people swear up and down uh, Grant Hill, if he stayed healthy, he would have been better. Like, we can go on and on about other people who who was or could have been whatever. You know, too many dudes from the NBA have a story of Homie in the Hood. Man, I remember Chris Weber, I think it's Chris Weber. He was talking one time, he was like, Man, this is dude who was killing me, bro. He was 10 times better than me, but the situation he was in held him back. I'll just say that it, it held him back to where he couldn't go further than what I did. It's nothing to do with my ability he was obviously more more able than i was to be better at basketball but the environment that i was in allowed me to go forward you know what i mean um uh, sometimes two guys are on equal playing field as far as ability of god given ability and the environment is what pushes one guy forward or pulls one guy back so kind of going back to my steph curry point where uh how people say he's 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 talent is God-given or his his ability is God-given. And I feel like the environment is really what's God-given, you know, so to speak. Like Mm -hmm. certain environments make things come easier to some people than it is to other people. So if I'm growing up in a household full of um, mathematicians, math is going to come a little bit easier to me more than likely. I might not like math. I might hate math. I might not might not be as good in math, but it's going to come a little bit more easier to me than it is other people. If you grow up mm-hmm. in a household full of English scholars and I do a quote poetry and listen to the poems and listen to Shakespeare, to Jay-Z and Tupac and Lauryn Hill, you know what I mean? Like The environment that we're in uh, creates something in us differently. So, my mind's going to work a lot more towards the science and math mind when yours is going to be catered more towards words and English and, and poetry. So, the environment that we're in is pushing us and catering us to have certain stuff a little bit more naturally. If you listen to any artist that that's popping, bro, they're going to see how they grew up around music all their whole life. You know, I'm mm-hmm. listening to this thing about Lauren Hill, and she was saying how her parents, her mom was an English teacher or something like that. Uh Tupac's mom was an English teacher or something like that. Kanye's mom was like these guys are growing up in the environment of words and music. So that environment around them pushes them to have that thing a little bit easier than it was. And so um uh, it's not just the fact that this guy given it's the environment that pushes them to. But within that environment, they're getting certain skills that an outside person would be able to get. So I'm learning words on a regular I'm reading a dictionary and I'm learning different words. I'm I'm around this environment that helps me sharpen my skills to be a better writer or to be a better uh musician to be a better artist. So Steph Curry and Kobe are cultivated in these environments that cater them to be a better basketball player a little bit easier than it would be for somebody else. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So The environments that we're in can either push us forward or pull us back to what we're going to. So, because uh, Jordan grew up in a certain environment in North Carolina, that something in that something in that we don't know about that probably he doesn't even fully aware of pushed him to be a little bit better than anybody else around. You feel me? So, uh, I think the environment plays a bigger role than I think. What most people think about was god giving Not saying that I know what you're talking about, but saying like. Oh, it's just easy for him to do it. Like, no, certain stuff comes naturally. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm not explaining the best, but it's like certain stuff comes a little bit easier to other people than us other people. You feel me? So, um, for my teaching aspect, I think about it like this: we all had different ways we like to learn. You know I mean, you might learn audibly, somebody might learn visually, somebody might learn kinetically with your hands on all type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're on a teacher who who does visual, who who's if I learn visually, more likely I'm gonna teach you visually. So, if I got 10 students and half of them do visual and half of them do audible, half of them are obviously gonna do a lot better and have a lot better results than the other half. But it's not their fault, and they're not great at this, it's just that the environment that they're in makes things so much easier for them to soak in the information that's given to them. So, Cole would be in certain environments, LeBron being certain environments it soaks in the greatness that he's you know around the skill comes a little bit easier than it is for him so yes it is god-given but the environment catered to his skill to grow a little bit sharper and a little bit uh naturally than what somebody else had to work through you know so that's why i feel like the skill level is more to it so like you said yours would be uh, 60 70 percent of god-given or genetics I flip it to where it's more of skill. You know what I mean? So the environment is like a gray area type of thing, but even within that environment, you have to adapt and build your skills more and more to where it flows out of you easily. So like Steph Curry didn't sit here and just be born with his shot. If you, you know, if you, I forgot when the article came out, but he had an article where he said his dad literally broke down his shot when he was like in middle school, maybe mm-hmm. middle school or high school. And he was like, man, I used to shoot, you know, from the hip basically pulling from the hill. My dad's like, nah, bro, that's not finna to work here in next level. So you're going to break down your shot until you really shoot and it comes up a little bit different. That skill. But everybody doesn't have that training and teaching because they're not in that environment. So that's yeah. why I feel like the skill level is cultivated from that right environment to being around you to make you a GOAT. So yeah, everybody has a certain level of, of God-given ability, certain, certain level of God-level talent given to them, but the skills is what separates you And the skill comes a little bit easier when you're in certain environments, and you can't necessarily sit here and just say that, you know, it's given to them or it's just like, oh, Steph Curry, he was just born that way. Like, nah, let's not just create an auto. The hours you spend in the gym, you feel (laughs) that that, that's for me where I feel like skill comes a little bit more in that equation or that pie chart we talked about when it comes to being a goat and a legend of your sport. So. I, mean, I just feel like the skill has a little bit more say so when it comes to being the greatest of all time.
1: So, so give me your plot chart there. So so let, let, let's let's break it down into actual plot chart. So if I had to make mine, I put it like this. I think I'd put it like this. I say it's 50% uh genetics or god give God-given ability. And then I say it's 40%. Hard work and skill development. Then I say it's ten percent luck. Like you got to sprinkle a little luck in them. Can't get hurt. You know, be around the right people. Don't hang out in the wrong crowd. Things like that. Born in the right environment or a good environment. It don't even have to be the what the quote unquote right environment is because you know we all living in different areas, cities, spaces, places, neighborhoods, all that. So and so it's about ten percent luck. You know, like you like you said earlier, Grant Greenhill might have been better than Michael Jordan. Tracy McGrady might have been better than Michael Jordan. Darren Rose might be better than Steph Curry. But like, we just never saw that, so that's where the look is sprinkled in. So, if I had to build a pie chart for what for the goat gene or like the goat, let's say the goat pie chart, fifty percent God given ability, forty percent skill development and hard work or training. 10% Ten percent luck. So, what what mm. would you say? <laughs> wait, oh oh wait, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tell me. Hold on real quick. I got, a, I just got a quick question for you. All right, okay. Look, 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 look. So, where did you go? Like, what are you going after right now in your life? Right? Are you looking to make the team? Okay, you didn't make the team, but you're looking to figure out how to make the team coming up. Or maybe you made the team, but you're on the bench. And you're not playing like you want to. Or maybe you're playing a little bit like you want to, but you're in a starter. Or you're not finishing the games like you want to, or maybe you're the player, but you just you just not quite where you want to be as far as recognizing your county, or maybe your conference, or your state, whatever you're trying to be recognized at. Whatever your goal is, I want you to forget about that. Like put it like it put on the board or something, write it down in your phone, and just put it somewhere and tuck it away. I want you to take that goal, throw it over there, and now I want to try a new one. Right? I want to write P R o g r e s s progress i want you to make progress your goal okay so take that big goal that you have now and take it put in your back pocket and just figure out how to make progress and work towards that goal because sometimes we get so caught up on the goal of the the end goal where we want to be that we don't keep working forward and looking working towards that goal like we should be so every day i want you to wake up and figure out how to just make progress how can I be better today than I was yesterday? It's going to new tomorrow. The same is that thing. Figure out how can I be better today than I was yesterday. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you did yesterday. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Your goal today is to make progress, be better than you was yesterday. And so just need, if you need a reminder about that, all I want you to do is to have a reminder. I want you to go ahead and get one of these hoodies. Or you get you a t-shirt. I got, I got a couple options for you. So get you a hoodie or a t-shirt just, just to remind yourself, just to keep it as a as a my they'd be like man today's goal is to make progress my only goal is to make progress progress is the only goal so if that fits you and you feel like you need to make progress to be your goal go ahead and hit the link in the description below and invest into yourself invest into that reminder treat it like an alarm clock to remind you that you need to make progress make sure that you're focused and being intentional about the work that you have today so progress is the only goal uh, hit the description below to invest into yourself. It's not about me investing into yourself to remind yourself that progress is my goal for today. So that, that's enough for me, man. I hope I didn't interrupt you. Get back to the episode. That's tough for me, man. Um, I'll have to throw. I don't know if you're real like me, but I read this book called Outliers, and it really like. Messes with your brain when you talk about like the greatest people of all time. Like, you're talking about how Bill Gates had certain opportunities put to him to where it just made sense. If you're honest, like, if you read outliers, you don't understand what I'm gonna talk about here. So, I, I can't just give it 10% luck when you talk about that. If you're talking about just like, you know, certain stuff is just like lucky, you know what I mean? Just, you know, cert- like you said, uh, preparation meets opportunity, when uh, hard work meets uh. Opportunities when well, hard work plus preparation means whatever you know, what I'm trying to say, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got okay, you. I got come you. To
0: right now. I'm trying to keep my brain out anyway. So, I think that level is luck. So, I would say 10% of that is like that level of luck, but then there's like another 20 or 30% of just the environment that you're in that you can't necessarily take credit for. You feel me? Like, like I said before about um. About Bill Gates, right? This is a whole story mm. about him and how the timeline of what computers came into and like the certain school that he was at, they only had access to a certain level of technology that no other school had. So it's like that's that's still luck, but that's like a other side of luck that like you just it's just crazy. So I would give luck in total probably about thirty percent maybe. Uh, mm. so thirty percent luck of just you know opportunity or whatever. Um I would have to say I got seventy percent left. Um
1: I got seventy <laughs> percent I got a lot to fill up here <laughs> uh,
0: my phone battery, man. Seventy percent. All right, so seventy percent. Um I'll say fifty skill. And yeah, I thought the rest to just guy giving, you know what I mean? Throw the rest, yeah. The rest, of, I get the rest of God, you know. So, uh, so technically 20%. Put, yeah, because think about totally. it, bro. Like, you're there's a certain level, like Steph Curry's skill, he's not great because he's athletic, it's skill. Kyrie is skill. Kobe is skill. Like, these are skilled players. We're not talking about yep. how how they can jump, how fast they can run. Like, what about Kyrie's greatness? Is God given. No offense to what he is giving, you know what I mean. But like, he was six. He's six one, six two. You know what I mean. Like, you don't a think.
1: But you don't think Kyrie was born like able to handle the ball though. Like, I ain't saying he born doing the Kyrie moves he doing. Obviously, that's work for. But I'm saying you don't think. You don't think his base level. Kyrie at five years old and every other little boy and girl at five years old. You don't think Kyrie was handling the ball better than them? Kyrie at 10 and little Johnny down the street at 10, Kyrie probably was handling it a lot better. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Like, he, his base, his starting point was, at, it's got to be above the wrist. Like, I just know he was in somebody like Pee Wee Basketball League or something. And he was that kid, like you see on Instagram and still now Air Nine. There'd be that video of a kid like crossing another kid, laying somebody. he would be like, "Yo, this, who is this boy?" Like he like eight. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that's not Kyrie. It just went on Instagram back in the day. You can tell me that went Kyrie. You can't tell me that went Allen Iverson. You can't tell me that went whoever, whatever small guard you want to say. Like they base had to be higher than the like the average kid they age and that's what I'm talking about because like four and five that's not training he born with it ain't nobody trained him to cross nobody at five I just know that's what the ability is like that's what we I feel like that's where he was at at that time same thing for like LeBron, Bron even said it. he said he was born with like high IQ he said he know always had high IQ for the game of basketball since he started playing he saw things that other guys couldn't see Nobody taught him that. Nobody said, "Hey, when this kid could he pass it to him like this? It's gonna get there like stuff like that." That's what I'm talking about. The base level of talent, base level of skill, base level of IQ higher than the rest, and that's why I feel like the God-given ability. Is. They already on a head start, and that's why no matter how much work or if we do the same drills and skills that they're doing. We can't catch up because they born with a head start. They born with it. If if me and you on a track and we running a hundred meter dash and you standing at the 30 meter line and I'm at the start point, it's going to be hard to catch you. And if the race decided who the best track runner was, you'll probably be the best track runner. (laughs) Like, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like Bron and Mike and Kobe and Kyrie and stuff—they started on the thirty. This ain't nothing I but a forty-yard
0: <laughs> When if you hear about Kobe's story, bro, he said about the only thing that really separate him. I think that I think a certain level of god giving this of the goat gene. I think the only thing that's really goat gene that is like unexplainable is a mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's what Kobe had that separated him from the other eight-year-olds. Because he was saying how um uh, he was playing overseas, and then just like he wasn't good, he was terrible, like he was he was trash. His words. I was <laughs> terrible. I trained out, worked my butt off. He's like he just noticed, man. Like, can't y'all go left? Like all of y'all are trash going left. So guess what? My mindset says everybody sucks going left. Let me make everybody go left. Boom. Now he was like an amazing player. Is that guy giving Is that train?
1: But, B, let me put, put you another way. bro. he said dude? he
0: sucked. He said he sucked. His words said, I, I, I suck compared to everybody else. I, I suck, but yet I'm
1: outsmarting you. Come on, man. That's... That's you're right. That you are absolutely right. That's hard, and you know there are guys that work hard and make it to a big like a high level. Like there are guys. I'm not saying like if you ain't NBA ready right now, you'll never be. I'm not not saying that at all. There, you like you can put the work in to get the way you want to be. Obviously, I am living proof. But this is my thing. So what you just said, the the story you just gave, Mm -hmm. what was stopping? Every other eight year old from saying these guys can't go left. He said he ain't say my dad told me that. He said, Yeah, my coach said force him left. He he ain't say nothing like that. He said, I realized that nobody could dribble with their left hand. So I start forcing everybody left, and then I scored a hundred points. Like that that's I feel like that's part of God giving. Like mm-hmm. Like he's because that's, that's the main thing. Nobody had to tell him, and I feel like things that nobody taught you and nobody had to tell you that's God given. Like, if I couldn't give it to you as a, if me, another person, didn't give it to you, if your mama didn't give it to you, your dad ain't get to you, your coaches, your trainers, another player, if they didn't give it to you, you just did it on your own. That's God given. For, so, for COVID to be eight playing other eight-year-olds and realize these other eight-year-olds can't dribble with their left hand and take advantage of that, that's God-given because other eight-year-olds wasn't thinking that. That's what I'm saying. Other eight-year-olds, you know what happens when you force an eight-year-old left and steal the ball. Man, you play good defense like they don't think man i can't dribble with my left they don't think man they really look at like man this dude locking me up what's happening they don't even think about the fact that they can't dribble with their left hand. but kobe thought about it and that's what i'm saying and like obviously kobe he said he said he said he was bad but his mindset and like what's go what's really goaded about kobe it was his mindset his mind or the marble mentality It was already in him, ingrained in him at an early age. That's proof. It's ingrained in him. He want to win. How how can I get, like, I'm not good. How can I win? How can I beat these guys? They can't dribble with their left hand. That sounds like a grown man thinking, don't it? Like, come on. And that's what I'm talking about. It don't always have to be an athletic standpoint or a skill standpoint. Like like I said with Braun, Braun said he always had a high IQ. Stuff like that. Michael Jordan said he always been competitive. Like, ultra-competitive. Like, I, it's certain things that nobody gave them. They just born with it. And it made them who they are with with the work that they put in. And that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to get at. And Cole was one, one of them, like you said.
0: What put Kobe in the GOAT discussion is his skill level. The reason why we say he's the greatest of all time We had this conversation before when we talked about how Kobe uh, shouldn't be in the GOAT discussion. The reason Mm -hmm. why is his skill is so far and above anybody and everybody else. Nobody is as skilled as this man that has touched the basketball before. So Mm. when we're looking at that, the skill also put him in that conversation. And so like you said, the uh, yeah, you might be starting at the 30, but if – you started at 30 and you because you don't have the lung capacity. You ain't training your legs. You ain't training all the other stuff. So, yeah, you might have the God-given head start. Like, I kind of hate this quote because it's not 100% true, but I get it. When they mm-hmm. say hard work, these talents talent will work hard. Cool, whatever. Give me a talented team over your hard-working team because your team can still, like I said before, your boy working harder. He ain't make the cut, so what's up here? You feel me? So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was real. that
1: was That was the real. He ain't working yeah. hard, but he ain't better. He didn't make the cut.
0: So yes, that quote is true. You know, hard work beat talent. When talent does not work hard. Granted, yes, but to your point and the credit you for saying it's like yes, there's a certain level, a certain level of God-given head start that a lot of people have, and so. Yes, you're giving this head start in certain things, but just as easy as you got the head start giving, I can hawk you down, bro. Like we I've seen too many four by fours and four by ones where one team got a got a good little distance. Like you talking about, oh, this that's that's in the bad, they got it. Oh no, somebody come behind you and they finna walk you down. Ooh. I've seen it too many times with my own two eyes where somebody's just coming. Ah, uh, you got a nice little you got a whole hundred head start, you got a two hundred head start. No, you don't, bro. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Got you. <laughs> Dang, how you get I oh he ate you right. Same thing in life. Yeah, this person got a guy given ability. Andre Iguodala known one of the smartest players in the game. Rondo's one of the smartest players in the game. IQ, just as up just as far as up there as LeBron. Draymond Green is just as smart as him. Easy. We all had this conversation before. Draymond Green said how John ranks in that conversation, too. About being the smartest IQ players in the game, I'm afraid about how Jimmy Butler is like low key in that class too. And mm. so, yeah, you might be have LeBron's level IQ. I say Andre Iguodala and Draymond. Those are great examples. So Iggy's about six 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 seven. Draymond's around the same same thing same build. LeBron's about six eight six nine. So he, he has a little bit more on them athletically. Iggy was was pff, crazy. Go watch Young Eagle when he's in Philly. A little bit of the nuggets too. Like we know he was ridiculous, right? Draymond is is IQ's off the charts. We all know how smart that dude is. But there's a reason why LeBron James is in the cult discussion, those two aren't. It's not just the IQ, because obviously IQ wise, I'm here with you. Iggy as as probably just athletic as LeBron was. He at his peak, he was probably right there with LeBron. And so there's something to separate LeBron that the other guys didn't have. He's a way better shooter than either one of those guys. Handles, got that. Defense, that's probably debatable. We could probably debate that on who has the best defense out of those three. Oh. Um, finishing, probably got that too. And all these things are skills. It's not you're just giving with – yeah, you might have a little bit of a head start with certain stuff. But there's a certain level of I'm walking you down with this head start that you have. And so um, – Yes, you might have a God-given head start. You might have certain God-given things. But that means nothing at all if you're not willing to outwork somebody else next to you. It's so like you said. We all said before, man. Most colleges are made up of the top high school guys at every level, at every state, whatever. Kentucky has the best guys from whatever high school across the nation. Duke is made up of the same thing. Uh UNC uh ucla kansas all these all these organizations and programs are built up with the best guys at this level and there's a reason why they are making to the next level and the other guys around them aren't because they outwork somebody who is next to them there's a reason why these guys are not making to the pro level because somebody is outworking that next guy next to them Man, I used to think Tyler Hansbro would have been a dog in the next level. He was far under the basketball. But Tyler Hansbro, I was like, man, you're the best college player, man. Like, he's going to be great in the NBA. He was out like, five years, bro. Like, no. That doesn't <laughs> translate to the next level. Man, Tyler Lawson, oh, he, he fast, little quick guard, man. He, he can play, man. He should be a pretty good point guard. His environment, once again, pulled him back instead of pushing him forward. O.J. Mayo is a bucket. Dude can play. He can hoop. He got a kid out the league for, like, five years. He God-given ability. I remember seeing him on the cover of Slam when he first signed to uh, USC. God-given ability was crazy. He is a no to put the ball in the hole like he can. Mm-hmm. Michael Beasley is a bucket, bro. Like, I'm talking about just easy. Like what, what's his nickname? Uh, something easy. I forgot mm-hmm. something easy in it, but he got he got a nickname something easy. He he's a bucket man, like. But there's a reason why we're not talking about – there's a reason why these guys aren't in the league, number one. There's a reason why mm-hmm. we're not talking about them as the greats. Michael Beasley was the number two overall pick. Or oh, Mayo was like a top five pick. He might have been number four or something like that. He's a top ten pick, I'll say that. Like, these guys are really good players, great players, I'll say. What separates them is something something else that they're they they they're missing. There's a homeboy that everybody to hoop with. I remember uh, this old show. It's not that old, but Open Court, where it talked about uh folks in the neighborhood, how they made it to the next level, and they didn't. And everybody had this guy who was a little bit better than them growing up. Chris Reba had a story. uh Shaq had a story. Chuck had a story. And it's just like, man, these guys had a certain head start on them. They were better than them. But I drove myself to work harder than you now. If I'm not the best guy in my neighborhood, but I'm in the NBA now, what does that say? So, yeah, you might have had a head start on me if you've been a better player than I was at the same time. But I walked you down now. So now what? You can't say it's talent because you're more talented than me. At some point, I walked you down because our talent was the same or you might have been ahead of me. But my skill caught me up to you. So that's why I feel like, yes, God giving plays a big role too. i I'll never discredit God and what he does for, you know, as far as anybody's greatness. You know, he's the first and the last with all that. You know, he's going do all the respect. But God gives us all something, and it's up to us to take that initiative and really push it to that next level. So God gave us all. Everybody has a 30-meter head start on something in their life. So when it comes to basketball, yeah, you might have 30-meter head start. Everybody Kobe had it. Somebody had it before Kobe. But Kobe walked that person down and outworked them. And I'm not saying hard work should be the, the end-all, be-all, because I said before, like, you get to a certain level of hard work. It's just like the bare minimum. That's the entry ticket to get you in the door. They ain't in the VIP. They ain't even talking about the, the backstage patch. I'm talking about just to get you in the door. To That's that's what hard work is. So what separates you really is the mindset and are you willing to outwork the next <laughs> person to you? Know? And so that's why I feel like skill, and when it comes to the GOAT level, you have to be more skilled and more technically sound in certain stuff than the next person to you, like, Meaning and Serena in the same household, but Serena is a couple steps ahead when we're talking about that goat level stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like skills is just—it's a bigger piece of that pie chart than what we're talking about um, genetics. You know, so this this is this is this is an interesting debate, man. I don't think we're gonna
1: come to resolution as far as scream
0: Yeah, I definitely.
1: Yeah. We definitely gonna have to probably agree to disagree, man. We can probably talk about this for a, for a good few more hours, but you know, don't nobody want to hear that all day, man. We got, <laughs> but I like what you said, though. Uh like you did. You definitely made some some fair points, and like you know, y'all almost got me, y'all. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey y'all, y'all almost got me. But I just, I just see it. I just see like, hey. At the end of the day, man, shout-out to God, man. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, God, out here blessing us with plenty of talent and, 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 and athleticism and all this other stuff, IQ, you know. And like we said, if y'all ain't taking nothing else from, away from this episode, take what the Lord gave you and work on it. Work hard at it to cultivate it and be the best at whatever that may be because we all have some level of genius, as my, as my boy quoted Jay-Z on. Um, we all have some level of genius inside us. Make sure you do what it takes to cultivate that and be the best version of you that you could possibly be. It ain't necessarily gotta be a, a great athlete. You ain't gotta be a great basketball player, tennis player, football, baseball, whatever. You ain't gotta do none of that. You could be a great teacher. You could be a great coach. You could be a great doctor. You could be a great lawyer. You could be a great mechanic. So whatever you want to do, cultivate that into what you want it to be and be and become who you want to become. And gonna leave it right there for the day man but we hope y'all enjoyed this episode man hope we hope y'all enjoyed the debate y'all hop down in the comments and let us know who y'all think who y'all agree with what y'all think it, it, you know it develops to go for anything else do y'all believe it's a you know, guy or do y'all believe that it's more of a it's more hard work determines who, who becomes the goat at whatever they decide to do and so y'all let us know who y'all really agree with man but y'all be sure to like and subscribe man be sure to um, be sure to subscribe man we appreciate y'all for listening to the level be sure to follow mine on all social medias at b ball jones that's be ball jones on instagram facebook and twitter and on TikTok. so be sure to go follow him up on all those platforms so then go follow me at Nelly H thirty four on Twitter at Nelson on IG and just know my and find me at my name on Facebook that you keep the conversation going over there. And uh That does it for us, man. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode. And uh, we uh, we appreciate y'all for listening once again, man. And without further ado, man, we out.